Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, October 18th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, Missouri's civil rights law does not prohibit on-the-job discrimination against gay, bisexual, and transgender workers. That's left many employees to rely on federal law and to look for alternative forms of protection. I got into a union right away because I knew being LGBTQ was a fireable offense here in the state of Missouri. St. Louis Public Radio's Kay Petron reports on how upcoming U.S. Supreme Court decisions could leave LGBTQ Missourians with even fewer options for fighting discrimination. First, the news. As St. Louis policymakers struggle to get a handle on violent crime, one alderwoman believes a lack of faith in city government is making it harder to find solutions. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more from Alderwoman Sarah Martin's appearance on our Politically Speaking podcast. St. Louis just went through a violent summer where more than a dozen children were killed. And even though the mayor's office oversees the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department, citizens often want aldermen like Martin to do something to cut down on crime. Martin says that city residents need to address their concerns about public safety directly to police officers. She also says the city's elected officials need to think differently when it comes to crime reduction. I I sort of see a lack of creativity right now in, okay, this is where we are. Uh, This is the hand we're dealt. Let's figure out um, what we can do with that. Alderman recently approved money for the Cure Violence program, which seeks to de-escalate confrontations before they lead to gun violence. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. You can listen to that full podcast at stlpublicradio.org. St. Louis plans to penalize large building owners who do not report energy and water use this year. Municipal and private owners of buildings bigger than 50,000 square feet could be fined up to $200. They could also be denied commercial or residential occupancy permits. The penalties enforce a city ordinance that aims to cut emissions from buildings which produce almost 80 percent of the city's greenhouse gas emissions. City analyst Rajiv Ravulapati says tracking energy use has encouraged building operators to upgrade lighting and air systems. Getting folks to, you know, actually understand that these energy efficiency measures have a short payback can do tremendous cost savings and energy savings for the building. The city will begin issuing citations in December. The Missouri Air Conservation Commission says a state law is preventing utility companies from building new nuclear power plants. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, the commission is asking legislators to repeal the regulation. The construction work-in-progress law prohibits utility companies in Missouri from increasing rates to cover the cost of building new nuclear power plants. Voters passed the law in 1976. Now the Missouri Air Conservation Commission is calling for its repeal. The governor-appointed commission unanimously passed a resolution Thursday calling the law a, quote, intractable roadblock for building new nuclear power plants. But Ed Smith of the Missouri Coalition for the Environment says the commission is is overstepping its bounds. We have 
people who were unelected telling elected people how to set energy policy for the state of Missouri. Previous efforts to repeal the law have failed in the state legislature. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. You can download The Gateway every weekday morning from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The U.S. Supreme Court is considering whether federal civil rights law prevents employers from firing people for being gay or transgender. The Supreme Court rulings could leave tens of thousands of LGBTQ people with few laws prohibiting discrimination against them. St. Louis Public Radio's Kay Petron reports some Missouri residents are trying to figure out how to protect themselves regardless of the court's decisions. Beth Gombas is just one Missourian who thinks that LGBTQ people need to take steps to get ahead of the Supreme Court rulings. Gombas is trans and uses they-them pronouns. They say they've left more than 10 jobs after coworkers or employers harass them over their sexual orientation and gender nonconformity. Sometimes if I reported it, that was what got me fired because um, from a manager's standpoint, everything was fine, and then they hired this queer, and now everybody's got this drama going on about personal stuff, and so I was the problem, and I was the one that had to go. Gamba says after a decade of dealing with discrimination at work, they now manage an affordable rental house for trans people. The Supreme Court is hearing three cases about gay and trans employees who were fired because of their identities. The court's decisions will likely determine whether the meaning of sex in a federal civil rights statute includes sexuality or gender expression in workplaces nationwide. Peggy Smith is a professor at Washington University's law school. She says the likely outcome, rulings against the employees, would leave Missouri workers with very little recourse. The whole panoply of decisions that an employer might take against someone because that person is gay or lesbian or because that person is transgendered, all of those issues suddenly become scenarios where if you're the employee, you may have no protection whatsoever. Missouri's Human Rights Act does have some protections for workers. The act prohibits discrimination based on race, religion, sex, and other categories. But it does not specifically name gender identity or sexuality. A handful of cities and only one county have those protections for private employees. That means many who try to fight workplace discrimination must rely on courts and government agencies to interpret whether state or federal laws apply to their situation. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt thinks the legislature, not the courts, should decide those non-discrimination laws. His spokesman, Chris Nelly, says that Schmidt, a Republican, signed a brief urging the Supreme Court to rule against the employees. The brief is about examining the original intent of the law and then debating legislative powers versus judicial overreach. Um, And I have to say, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt believes strongly that every person, no matter their race, creed, zip code, or gender, should be treated with dignity under the law. Democratic legislators have attempted to add LGBTQ people to the list of groups protected by the Human Rights Act for more than 20 years with no success. So with no action from the legislature, some workers have turned to unions for support. That's what Laura Kelly did early in her career. I got into a union right away because I knew being LGBTQ was a fireable offense here in the state of Missouri. Now, Kelly leads a group that's asking her union, United Food and Commercial Workers, to add LGBTQ-specific protections to all their employee contracts. Those changes are taking effect around the country, including in St. Louis this year. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court is expected to release its decisions by June 2020. But St. Louis activists are already directing people toward changes they can make in their workplaces now. 
This week, local grassroots organizers Rainbow Workers Alliance held a rally in front of St. Louis City Hall. The alliance asked every union in Missouri to add explicit protections for their LGBTQ employees. After all Beth Gombas' bad experiences in the workforce, they felt compelled to speak at the rally. There, they made a plea to state legislators. Missouri desperately needs to reevaluate our laws in order to eliminate and diminish mistreatment and abuse to our community. Gamba says their community is not asking for extra rights. They just want to be added to the list of people already protected by civil rights laws. I'm Kay Petron, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Shula Newman and Brian Heffernan edited that report. Shula is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. That's a fancy way of saying she's the boss. And thanks to Rachel Lippman, Maria Altman, Shayla Farzan, and Sarah Phantom for filling in while I spent some time on the Ontario-Quebec border. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.